The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. We got Dan, and uh, I don't know. I guess people are excited to be a Yankee fan today. We're so, still Yankee fans somehow. Yeah, always, 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 always. So we do some show prep, like we have notes. There's some texting throughout the week, and most of the time when we start a show and one of us has something they want to say, we'll communicate that in advance. Like last week, I went on a rant. I was like, "Yo, I got a rant." I'll tell you like three words and uh, just go. You do the same. I've held this off because it's been a fear of mine all day. The Yankees took two or three from the Red Sox. Nick, are you in any way thinking the Yankees are back? No, not at oh, all. Okay, thank God. I've been so afraid. I was like, <laughs> like I'd rather I'd rather do a podcast with an anti-vaxxer than someone who's just fucking. Because that's not believing in science. Thinking two out of three with this minor league squad in a six inning game, <laughs> like. If that's Fauci will tell you that's ain't happening. It is not. It is not. I do have a little beef with you, though. Okay. I'm here yeah. for it. You know, I always feel like we're pretty alive. Dan looks a little scared. Dan looks a little like, game. damn, what's going on? <laughs> I don't like, like mom it. And, mom and dad are fighting. Yeah, I don't like it when daddy hits mommy. <laughs> I'm at the game Friday night. You know, they're losing. I tweet about Jordan Montgomery and complain, which I always do. And you reply to my tweet. At least he didn't drive two hours to New York to be there. And you know how sad and depressed I get at games. Like, you've done it with me. Uh, yes. And you still – and knowing that, you still said, you know what? I'm going to make his night a little bit worse. Okay. You know when, like, in, like, the political world right now, there's obviously, like, Democrats and Republicans. And a lot of Republicans are saying stuff like – well, if this vaccine's so good and it's free, why don't you just make insulin free? And it's like, and the Repub and Democrats are like, yes, exactly. That's what we've been saying. <laughs> like, you're right there. And that's what you just did. You just said to me, you know, when I go to watch the Yankees with fucking Tyote pitching, I always get upset. <laughs> why would you text me while I went and did that again? 
We're so close. We're so close. You're right there. <laughs> of course they fucking win. They win both of the games that I don't go to. You know, they, they took the series, but when I go, they get shut out 5 nothing and don't get a runner to third base. Yeah, I mean, would you have wanted to be at that second game? Oh, no. No, not at all. <laughs> Those are tough. I'm just like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah, no, I mean, I've been drinking all day. <laughs> been smoking in the pool. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to reply to Nick's tweet. <laughs> I knew. I was like, he's not going to be happy about this one. No, it was brutal. It was brutal because they didn't hit at all. And in the first inning, I think they got one hit in the first eight innings. It was a DJ LeMay single. First batter of the game, he gets a hit. I'm like, oh, okay. Stanton's up. Double play. And you just knew. You just knew right there they weren't going to do anything. Didn't get a runner to third base until I think the sixth or the seventh inning. Like, it was so fucking boring sitting there watching this quote-unquote offense try and hit. And what were you in, like, the 300 level? Row one of the 300 level. So it wasn't, wasn't I, bad. I would have thought about jumping off. <laughs> <laughs> I would have at least given you, like, ah! Oh, it would have been convenient. would have been yeah. easy for sure yeah. where I was. Um. I had my sister and her husband here from Denver this weekend, and he is a Bucks fan, a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. So he just he won three championships from those two teams in nine months. He's a walking parade. Yeah, he is. Um, he's not really a huge baseball fan, but like he leans Rays. Um, and big like FSU fan, whatever. But he came like ready, like I'm big brother. He came ready to like talk Yankees baseball. And I was just like, I don't do that anymore. Like, that's not, <laughs> I, I don't do, he was like, don't you have like a podcast? I was like, yeah, yeah, I don't do that casually. Like that makes me sad. You're going to give me sad thoughts. I'm in my, it's hot girl summer. I'm not, and then every once in a while I ask something. I'm like, oh, great. Now you're going to get a 45 minute rant about Brett Gardner. You know, it's funny. I don't know if you've noticed this. Everybody wants to talk Yankees with people like us if the team's losing. Last year, 2019, 2018, nobody ever wants yeah. to talk about the Yankees. But now that we're 500, everybody wants to get you know get their shit in. Yeah, everybody wants to know our thoughts on being mediocre. It's, oh, no, it's fucking sick, dude. I love it. I love it. You know how how you're miserable Eagles- are you, Jack? Yeah. You, you know how you're an Eagles fan? It's like that all the fucking time right now for me. All right? It's, it's a rough life. I mean, did you watch any of the All-Star Game stuff? Yeah, I watched the Derby, and I watched, like, the first six, seven innings of the All-Star game. Yeah, I checked out most of the Derby and a little bit of the actual game. Like, it was cool to see, like, it's still, it's cool to see all those, like, players together and stuff. Um, Those jerseys, man, people were upset. Yeah, they were kind of ugly. I I did miss, you know, how none of the Yankees had the pinstripes on. I guess Judge was the only one that got in the game. But I like when they just wear the regular uniforms. And it's easier to tell who's who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know who these guys from the Rockies or the Pirates are. Like, I don't know a lot of National League stuff like that. So it was weird for me. Yeah, it's actually like if they're wearing their uniform, it's not I know who they are. It's I know who immediately to not pay attention to. To be like, oh, this guy's on the rock. Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? Reliever on the Reds. Yeah. Uh, but no, the Derby was awesome. I thought the Soto versus Otani round that went to double OT was really cool. Although Pete Alonso is a fucking douchebag. Was anybody rooting for him in the final against Trey Mancini? There couldn't have been any non-Met fan rooting for him. P- 
Pete Alonso's body is the only thing that makes me think I could still make it to the big leagues. <laughs> like, there's still a hope that I could be like Dennis Quaid in the rookie. Like, I'll just start throwing hard at some point. I just Can't had the shoulder surgery. That. Yeah. I mean, and then there's the elephant in the room. Uh-huh. Of, I don't. Here's the thing. All right. So the COVID stuff happened, right? <laughs> Before we go into all of that, how did Luke Voigt get injured on his day off? It's oh, like Friday. Great. It's like the movie Friday. Who gets fired on their day off? Unbelievable, man. It's his third IL stint this year. What is it? Oblique, knee, and then oh, two knee injuries and an oblique injury. Yeah. The guy is a walking IL stint. Is this the same knee even? This is left knee. I, I want to say that the one he had surgery on in March was the right knee. That maybe That's Dan good. can check that. That's good. You're going to want to even those injuries out. Yeah. <laughs> now he's got balance. Yeah. That was, that was a balanced hitter. But, yeah, we should have sold high on this guy. It's so obvious now that we should have sold high on him after he led the league in homers during the bullshit COVID season. His stock was never going to be higher. Needed more athleticism, needed more lefty bats. We decided to stick with him, and he basically hasn't played the entire season. I mean, we haven't really had uh, – unless we were going to trade him in the offseason. But even then, like, he started – like, he came into camp not in great shape. Who knows if he could have passed a physical in the offseason. Right. <laughs> you know, you got to be able to actually trade the guy. Um, yeah, but – but like, what do you, what's the value for him now anyway? Nothing. Now it's nothing. Him and Glaber, you know, pretty much zero. And Clint, zero. And Duhart, zero. Eh, lot, none of these guys have value. That's why the trade deadline is going to be so interesting because all the guys that we want to move don't have value. So let's talk COVID. Yep. Everyone's favorite topic from all <laughs> last year when we were the number one COVID podcast. Um, so. We found out before that we came back from the break that Nestor, Peralta, and uh, Lasagna, Luizica, um, all had um, all had had COVID, right? And they're going to the IL, and it was kind of like an under the radar move. Like the tweet just kind of came out, and it didn't set off anything. To you know, the one sixty one guys. And, like, young guys were like, oh, no, we lost our ace because, like, Nestor has a mustache, so maybe we'll have a corona together. <laughs> like, they just assume they'll run into him at a bar. Yeah. Um, and then it's, like, not long before game time. Like, we're getting closer to game time. Judge, Geo and Higgy, now the game's up in the air. Because I feel like on Wednesday we heard about the other three. Thursday we find out about these guys. Go ahead. You had something? No, I was just going to say, I think the reason nobody gave a shit in the beginning is because it was a bunch of relievers and Nestor. Like, that doesn't really change your day-to-day. doesn't change the rotation. doesn't change the lineup. So I was just going to say, that's why I don't think that set off any alarms. Like, Wandy Peralta, you know, who gives a shit? And I feel, at least in my mind, I was like, oh, well, they've all not been around each other for a couple of days. So any, anyone that would have popped would have, you know, would have yes. already been popped. So... Then we find out Aaron Judge, Gio Urshela, and Higgy all tested positive. Then we start talking, are there false positives, things like that. And we get word out of the Yankees that of the six players, five of them are vaccinated and asymptomatic. 
one player is unvaccinated and symptomatic. How about that? Who would have thought? Hmm. So <laughs> it's time to internet sleuth. Who is the unvaccinated person? Now, we know Geo had a reaction to the shot and ended up missing a day because of that. So it's not Geo, which leaves us Cole's personal catcher, Kylie Gashioka, and the person who some of you want to make the captain and the leader of this franchise, Aaron Judge. All-star, having a great season. A great, great season. Staying healthy. Doing the right things to stay on the field. Now, sidebar. When Aaron Judge broke his rib diving for a ball, I don't think any of us would be mad at that. Making an athletic play to win a game on the field. What upset people is that he didn't tell the team, didn't get tests done, continued to work out, and didn't think about everyone around him. Didn't think about how do I stay on the field? How do I help the team? How am I proactive here? And kind of went into business for himself. That's just a sidebar. Now, Aaron Judge is an all-star, was just at the all-star game, tested for COVID there. Tested negative. So we know he tested negative at the All-Star game, which gives a lot of people, you know, a lot of things to think about. But then I believe it was Buster had tweeted out that Aaron Judge had, in fact, been tested at the All-Star game and had tested negative. And the only people they were testing at the All-Star game were unvaccinated players. So Aaron Judge, unvaccinated Putting the team at risk, putting the season at risk, putting himself at risk. I don't care if he changes his gum when he gets out. (laughs) I don't care if he does that. I care about people who can't think. And now this is multiple times where I feel that he has not followed science and made an informed medical decision about himself and the people around him. And I'm very happy that... Billy Aaron is doing all right after Aaron Judge's assassination attempt. Oh, man. Yeah, you know I'm not as outspoken, as as political as you are. I'm vaccinated. I think everybody should be vaccinated. But I'm not going to go banging the drum for every Tom, Dick, and Harry to get a vaccine. That being said, you're Aaron Judge. You have a bigger responsibility. You're playing for the fucking Yankees. And now you're hurting the team. Now we don't have you for the most pivotal This is the most pivotal stretch of the season by far. It's not even close. Eight against Boston and whatever, 10 days or whatever it is. And now we don't have him. And you want to be the guy and you want the responsibility and you you want to embrace all these expectations and be the man. And you didn't do what needed to be done. And now we don't have you. And now you're out. And it was such a gut wrenching blow to know that we were losing him, not just for Friday, all eight of those games, man. Absolutely gut wrenching. I mean, and this counts as injury prone. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because I mean, it was on him. Yeah. He wasn't proactive. You're not playing. You're injury prone. I mean, I get it. The guy is good at baseball. He has a problem staying on the field. Very apparent. Um, the image of him being this guy who just runs in and he high fives everybody 
and he plays catch with a couple kids is great. That's great. But he's going into business more and more for himself. Doesn't listen to medical advice on his ribs, vaccinations, yeah. um, you know, hides information from the team, strains a calf, gets put on the IL, says I shouldn't even be on the IL, comes back in 10 days, plays half a game back on the IL for what, three more weeks? Yeah. Has a girlfriend running around, DUIs out in Arizona, name dropping. Vaccines aren't available everywhere. Not that it would have mattered, apparently. But I've got to go to the Super Bowl. How would I not go to the Super Bowl? <laughs> it's crazy now knowing that he did that without being vaccinated either. I, I mean, I know not everybody was, was vaxxed up to that point. But the, the fact that he's just running around and even going to the All-Star game and, and interacting. Maybe it would have been better if you're not going to get vaccinated to just quarantine with your girl for the All-Star <laughs> break. And less, less flights, not get on extra planes. Yeah. Yeah, look, it hurt, and he wanted to go and go on the red carpet and take the picture with the sunglasses and do the interviews, like you say, Hollywood Aaron. Yeah, but hey, he got his teeth fixed. And isn't it funny that he is getting no flack from anybody? And uh, you know, a lot of Yankees Twitter is very, uh, you know, outspoken about getting the vaccine and doing the right thing and all that stuff. But all of a sudden, Judge does it, and it's just fucking crickets. Can you imagine if this was Giancarlo Stanton? Can you imagine the criticism he would be getting right now? It would be off the charts yeah i mean i don't know how many weeks in a row i have to say this but yankees twitter is fucking stupid it is you know it's i mean you watched the game last night they mentioned trading a rod and people uh, are trading uh a rod mentions trading judge and they're just twitter is just going nuts like there it seems like there's a pocket of people a very large pocket who had never even heard the concept of trading Aaron Judge <laughs> because the team is in fourth place. Like, well, yeah, it's the same people that think we're Joey Gallo away from going to the World Series. Like they don't realize we're two games above 500 or whatever. And, you know, it kills us. Yeah. So, I mean, my question is what is this like? I feel like we have done, we've pulled an Eli Manning. You know, you're a Giants fan. Yeah. We'd be like 2-10, and ten, and then he'd go win three out of four at the end of the season. So yeah. we wouldn't have a good draft pick. We wouldn't be in the playoffs, just kind of like middling. And we did that for a number of years at the end of his career. And I feel like my fear is with Judge being out for 10 days at least – because who knows? Because here's the other thing. Yes, he's an athlete and everything. He's unvaccinated. He is far more likely to have serious symptoms. Um, his, you know, there's a danger. So then we win these two out of three games, and I'm never cheering against the Yankees. But we're doing it with this goof troop of a team that is not, I mean, it's less sustainable than when we had all the stars in the lineup. And... Is it going to be just enough? Are we going to rattle off a couple more wins? I said we've got to win two out of three the rest of the season to have even a shot at the second wild card, which would get us to like 94 wins. Are we going to win two out of three for the rest of the month and just do and then do, 
do nothing at the deadline. The, the worst case scenario is that they, yeah, they win 87 games and Cashman says, well, if you take away the COVID outbreaks and you take away this and this, and, you know, if we were healthier and we're just going to run it back, it's almost better if they finish with a losing record. It really is. And, and you don't want to root against your team, but what we want is the best future for the franchise, the New York Yankees, the best long-term future I can't for feel the franchise. like this for multiple years. I just no, cannot no. do it. No. My no, heart is not made for it. In 2016, they recognized that they weren't good enough, and they they sold, and they made a lot of good decisions. That would be the worst possible scenario is that if they use this COVID outbreak as the reason for the season sucking. This season was over long before this COVID outbreak, and I think most intelligent Yankee fans can recognize that if you watch the games every night. And now we're going to play the Phillies, who are two games out of first place, like playing a little hot. The fan base down here is getting excited. Yeah, and they swept. I mean, they embarrassed us in Philly. We were there. We, we don't have to relive that, but we don't have Cole going against them in either of those games. I think it'll be Herman and Montgomery. We're facing Aaron Nola on Tuesday night, who I believe threw seven and two-thirds shot out against us in, in Philly. That's not going to be easy. No. No. I mean, maybe they step up to the challenge. Maybe. I do like that these guys actually steal and hit and run and bun and actually like fucking play baseball. We had runners on first and third and stole second. I tweeted the Yankees are finally playing. I'd like some Red Sox. I was like, no, they're not. If This could have been the other way around. It's like, buddy, you're up fucking (laughs) seven games. I'm happy because a guy I just had to Google stole second base for the Yankees. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I don't think people realize the ground that we have to make up. The Red Sox swept us twice. Theoretically, to make that up, we'd have to sweep them twice. Winning two out of three at home really doesn't do anything. They gained one game in the standings. That is nothing. Going into this 13-game stretch, we're playing teams that we are that we coming into the break were five and 16 against. It's a huge hill to climb. It's a huge hill to climb. And I'm not going to sit here and just fucking hammer it again and again and again, but like we need to see some movement. And I don't know. I like, I honestly don't know if there's time for us to see movement for some of these players because like Chapman was bad for a stretch there. And now like, Oh, does he turn around? Like, Will we get what we want in return? But really, what we want is salary relief. Um, if if we don't trade Judge, like I really worry about the future of the team for the next four years. 
I do too. And it really feels like it's too little too late. Like labor ho- hits solo homers and back to back games. Like where was this for the fucking first three months of the season? All of this just feels like too little too late. Tyone is finally pitching well. Where was this your first 10, 15 starts when you were getting blown up in Philly in the first inning? Me and you were ripping JMO shots. Like everything about this just feels too little too late. I feel like it's just it's so easy to get sucked back into. I kept catching myself being like, ah, am I? Am I? But it's just the math. It's the math of the situation. And like Joe's McFly does I don't I don't even I haven't even um fully seen them, but I guess he does these like tweets where it's like a, a diary, like a journal entry, whatever. They were like game ninety two, and I'm like, fuck, that's all we're a lot of games. When you see that, it's like there's not a lot of baseball left. Yeah, we're over halfway done. And you got to remember, most of our easy series are done. We've played all six against the Tigers. We've played most of our games against the Orioles. Like the time to capitalize and beat up on the cupcake part of the schedule was earlier in the season. And I heard a stat last night during the broadcast that we have the toughest schedule, I guess, from now until the deadline. Yes. So not going to be easy. Yeah. Did you know, I keep saying we have to win like two thirds of games for us this season. You know who's playing at a six? It's like six fifty six clip. All of the Yankees minor leagues. <laughs> Every team is in first place except uh, Somerset is one game back. Okay, you've been doing some real research down on the farm. I saw a tweet come across, but yeah, like I'm actually, <laughs> but that's where I'm at. Is like I'm looking at this shit because I don't think we have like there's like we had to call some of these guys up. That are up right now. You know, we've got Greg Allen in there, um, Ryan Lamar, the Tim uh, LaCastro. Like that's tough. Like I feel for that guy. That was brutal, and that was a great catch too. That he tore his ACL, and that was a phenomenal catch. Yeah, you just you know, but guy grows up a Yankee fan from New York. There's some hype around that in a season that stinks. Gets a couple hits, and now you know he's gonna miss. Th- he's gonna miss the rest of this year. He'll probably miss most of next year, uh, and I don't know his contract status. Sure, and, it's not great. I'm sure he doesn't sign a great long term deal or yeah. anything. Um, so, like that, this is a guy who may never play in the major leagues again. Probably, it happens to like guys who've just been around for a little bit. Like you could have an ACL, and it's like you never quite get over the hump because you lose like two years. It's tough. It reminded me a little bit of Dustin Fowler. He got caught up for his first game ever, and I think he tore his Achilles in like the top of the first inning before he could even get in at bat. Maybe like 2017, 2018. Really? I didn't know. Yeah. Um, One thing, I didn't even have this on the the sheet, so a little bit of a left turn, but 2016, the Yankees basically forced A-Rod into retirement. He had 696 home runs. He's fucking A-Rod, you know, big presence. They basically force him out, force him to retire. Brett Gardner is hitting, I don't know, 185. He is so done. And and they're just letting him start every game basically in center field when we have a bunch of these outfield kids in the minors. Why is he getting treated better than A-Rod got treated? Brett Gardner has never tried to sue the Yankees. Okay. Like Brett Gardner's a lifer. He never tried to sue the league and the team and the the uh, union. He also didn't carry them to a championship either, like Alex did. Ah, in his mind, he probably did. But yeah, but <laughs> what? That's one of twenty-seven. You know, carried us to one championship. You're supposed to be one of the best players of all time. Do more. Um. Yeah. It's. 
I saw like the argument out there and people saying it and you know, I don't think that it is inconceivable that if we were to sell at the deadline that something like that happens. I mean, A-Rod's last game was August 16th. We're not yes. there yet. So they haven't given up. Like at that point we had given up, so it was just like, "Hey, we got to move on. We got to see what else we have here." Now, you're right, and I do think regardless, they need to find a real center fielder. Anybody that thinks that Aaron Hicks is going to come back healthy at 32 or 33 or whatever and play 150 games next year is a fucking idiot. They need a real center fielder that can hit for power, field the position, and stay on the field because Hicks cannot do that. Yeah. No, I mean, it's we need like a major overhaul, and a major overhaul because – I mean, I guess like the season's going on, but like I'm not hearing any like Hicks updates. I know he had surgery in Arizona, but that was in May. It was, and Boone said he was likely out for the season at the time, and Hicks does not seem like a guy that's going to beat any kind of recovery timeline or come back early or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, he is only the second player to ever go through Tommy John surgery and not miss a game. <laughs> Great. When's the parade? They had it for him. It was on a golf course. <laughs> Where he wants to be. Um, so many issues, man. So many issues. Yeah, and that's why, you know, if... Like, watching these guys is fun. I, I tweeted, you know, hey, all we can do at this point is cheer for the guys who are wearing the pinstripes every day. And if it's fucking Ryan, Lam- Ryan, Ryan Lamar, like, then that's, then that's who it is. That's who we're cheering for. He didn't do... It's not his fault that... Hicks got injured and Stanton can't play the outfield. Oh, and apparently that's still going to be a thing. We're inching closer and closer to it. Yeah, he's building up. They act like they're training him for for a biathlon or something. They're still building him up to play nine innings in the field. They say he's going to do it in Miami, end of the month. How long does it take to build a guy up to play nine innings in the field? Yeah, I mean, is Jeter like giving him a cut of ticket sales or something <laughs> down there? Because like, it's an odd place to have him do it again. It is weird. Like if he couldn't do it in Philly, what's going to change? Like the the plan makes no sense. Well, it just goes along with their whole thing is they don't have a fucking plan for anything. Well, what if I mean, I'm just saying like do it at home. You know, like Yeah. I guess the idea is that in a National League park you can't DH him, but at that point does it even matter at the end of the month? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, July 31st, he can play half a game in the outfield. Great. <laughs> Against Great. the Marlins. We're nine games back at that point. It's awful. And this would be a great time to do it with how depleted they are in the outfield. Like if he's not doing it this week at home, I mean you could you could get you give Gary the half day or you know, whatever you want to do with rotating that spot, but they're so depleted, this would be the perfect time to get him out there. It it's, it's it'd pathetic. Be, it'd be so easy to right now <laughs> let well, I guess Higgy's out too. So who's gonna catch Cole? I this guess guy Gary. Brantley. Well, Gary did a good job on, on Saturday. Cole had 11 strikeouts. It yeah. seemed to work well. But, like, yeah, you got to find a way to give Gary a half day because we don't really have a backup catcher because we have fucking right. Brantley. And guess what? We don't have any outfielders. So why not throw another not outfielder into the mix? <laughs> An aspiring outfielder. Think about this. Because of Stan not being able to play the outfield, they're playing infielders in the outfield. Andujar's done it. Wade's done it. They're literally taking infielders and sticking them in the outfield. I can't believe DJ DJ LeMahieu has not played the outfield for the Yankees in these three years. You're right. 
I think Estrada did at one point. Yeah. But yeah. He did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Wade's going into the wall. And then just that fuckboy pouty kiss. Just He like blew a kiss at the camera. Like not intentionally, but yeah. He's so corny. Such a punchable face. Um, yeah. Like why not? Like this is – it's nut cutting time. This is what we need. We need you to go play the outfield. We don't have enough outfielders. And we need him to hit, especially with Judge out. And Friday night, it was really tough watching him go 0 for 5. I think he had one strikeout and four double plays. Like, you know, I understand you're not always going to have good games. But, man, when, when your other big bopper's out, that's when you have to step up. I mean, that's what happened in, what was it, 18? Yes. In 2018, yes, exactly. Judge went down and Stanton played 88 games on a straight games on a bad knee and, you know, really mashed. But, yeah, I mean, it's just – that's a thing. Like it, 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 it's never clicked right. Like even when we win, it feels wrong. Like there have been some cheap wins earlier in the year. The you know the walk off walk. There's been a couple where we've been like, ah, it doesn't feel right, but I'll take it because a win's a win. Saturday, six innings. You're like, what are we even doing here? Um, when is that Thursday game getting made up? The COVID August game. like fifteenth or sixteenth or something. Oh, see, I was I initially I was just like, oh, maybe they'll just play it Sunday, but I guess that works out for the Yankees. Yeah, they'll have guys back, but you're right. At some point, you get to a point where there's so much adversity where you're like, it's just not meant to be. Like at some point, you can't keep battling and battling through adversity. At some point, it's just it's just not your year, and it really feels like there's a dark cloud over this team. They've they've had two COVID outbreaks when they were the first team to get to the eighty five percent threshold. It's like it's just not meant to be, guys. Yeah. Have it Aaron's way with chips and someone spits in your mouth. <laughs> you brought up the 2018 when, when Stan was playing hurt. This four-game series that we're going to have coming up in Fenway. If you remember in 2018, Judge and Sanchez got hurt the same week, and they went into Fenway, and they got absolutely embarrassed. They lost all four. It was a four-game sweep, and I am terrified of them going into Fenway. Obviously, we're not going anywhere this year, but I really don't want to get embarrassed and get swept up there just for my own personal pride. I'm not going anymore to Boston. So I I'd love to know why there. if you're comfortable discussing it on here. Oh, um Karabas just announced his uh podcast with uh David Ortiz. I've known about it for a couple months and uh there was an interview that was supposed to happen at the All Star game that didn't happen, and so he's gotta go somewhere to go do that this weekend. Got it. Okay. That I'll tell you sense. off air who it is. It's pretty fucking cool. Okay. Cool. Yeah. We'll talk after. But no, I'm honestly happy for you because I, I thought that was going to be absolutely miserable. Yeah, I was like, ah, you know what? It's fun to like go see the boys. And then I, as I thought about it, I was just like, damn it. After fucking judge isn't going to be there with COVID, like we get our asses kicked. Someone's going to yell at me. That doesn't feel good. Now, it's a lot worse losing on the road. Like losing the two games in Philly to me was way worse than any of the games that we've lost when we went to Yankee Stadium this year. Yeah. No, 100%. Because it's just like, because you look like an asshole who drove two hours. Yeah, right. And you got to be all defensive where if you're just, if you're walking out of Yankee Stadium, you know, everybody's kind of trudging out of there. You're all miserable together. Nobody's really teasing you. It's yeah. not as bad. <laughs> yeah. It's all relative here. We're grown men who are afraid of being teased. You think Cole's over the sticky stuff? Thing? I do. I do. I mean, if you look at the you know the complete game in Houston, and then he had eleven strikeouts and six innings against Boston in the rain, I, I'm pretty pretty encouraged after that. And we kind of both thought he would figure it out. Yeah, I mean, he, I I think you put it best. 
He's the number one overall pick. He got there. He'll be all right. He'll, you know, he'll figure it out. It, it has been sticky stuff his whole life. Um, I was just happy to see him get through Saturday. And that was one thing about the game being short. And then I was like, all right, well, he's not going to go back out there. He's not going to, you know, no one's going to do anything stupid here because we really need to win this game. Um, and yeah, he looks solid because I think you had mentioned he has done this before. He gets up to like 120 pitches and then the next game just looks like he has nothing. Maybe the, you know, get, waiting the extra day helped. Yeah, well, they gave him the two extra days, and it was awesome to see him strike out J.D. Martinez three times. I don't know if you saw the little beef they had at the All-Star game. Maybe we can talk about that. Amy Cole got involved. Did you see that? Oh, no. So I saw that there. I saw the clip of J.D. talking to, like, Vlad Jr. or whatever and said, um, yeah, like, we were on the bus. Cole came on. We said, hey, what's up to him? And he just walked past us, like, not talking. <laughs> So Amy Cole says J.D. made it up. I kind of think – I kind of believe – I think that's something Cole would do. Well, you want to believe it. Like, Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do. I want somebody on the team to have some fucking balls and be a little old school. Yeah, I mean what – she just said like this is made up and that's it. She said – she tweeted under it and said J.D. made it up. Yeah, I mean – I could see that. I could see it being an exaggeration. I could see the guy having headphones on and not hearing him or just being distracted. You're on a bus full of people talking. Um, I don't I don't see in this day and age when one we're in fourth place, two we're only a couple of years removed from David Ortiz and Robinson Cano 69ing each other behind second base before every game. <laughs> you know, uh, I just you hit a point where you've all got too much money to be real to be petty mad at each other by like not saying hi when you're going to be on the same team. Yeah, no, you're right, but I'm sure he's pissed that we've lost. You know, we've gotten our asses. Yeah, all year. But like, I don't know. You're gonna be zero and six against a team and be rude to them too. You're right. I'm not saying it was the smartest move or the best move, but if you think about the – I mean Cole barely smiles when the Yankees hit home runs. Like he's yeah. not a guy that really yucks it up and BSs and, and interacts even with his own guys. So it's hard for me to envision him yucking it up with the Red Sox. Yeah, so I'm not saying he's game. yucking it up. Yeah. I'm just saying I think there's an in-between. Okay. okay. I think Cole looks very serious all the time. He's getting on the bus, probably doesn't want to be there. Oh, yeah. You know he didn't want to be there. You know, like that's a pain in the ass. You're lugging your family out there to Denver in the middle of a pandemic, um, especially when you could just go to like your real home in Southern California for a couple right. of days. <laughs> um, but so I think he probably gets on the bus. Some of these guys are wearing headphones. Maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. AirPods, whatever. There's a lot of chatter. Maybe they said like, hey, what's up? And he didn't hear him. He's thinking about something else. But I don't think it's just like I'm a fucking hired assassin, <laughs> but we're all sharing transportation somewhere. Like You're still on the same bus together. You're going to go shower together. It'd just be a weird move. Everybody likes to make life into black and white, but I think there's a lot of gray. And this is probably one of those situations where, you know, there was a little bit of a gray area. Although Cole does not seem like somebody that would enjoy going to the all-star game at all. Like everything about it is not up his alley. I think Cole would like going to the all-star game in first place. Okay. 
I think like, yeah, I'll interact with people if I'm beating them kind of thing. If I'm not beating them, I need to be at home thinking about how to beat them. Or, you know, I could also see him being a guy. Maybe I'm just making this up about him. Like, nah, I don't know that he has the personality to get to know guys so he could figure out weaknesses. Yeah, I don't think he does either. Do you ever watch the show Playmakers on ESPN? It lasted I've one season. I've heard of it. Was that the it was on like football. ESPN Plus or something? No, no, it was it was on ESPN in like the okay. early two thousands. It was a football show. Um that the NFL like got ESPN to take off the air. It was so good. They only did one season. Um but like they had a thing where like, you know, the team they're supposed to play is in town. And so they get into like a pickup like touch game in the parking lot outside a bar like the day before they are supposed to play. And he picks up like a tick on like the quarterback who's supposed to be like a Mike Vick. Like okay. he pats the ball twice when he's going to run. So then he's able to make the big play. I could see Cole being like, I'm going to go to the all-star game to note everything that all these guys are doing. That would make sense. Yeah. Just for, for competitive Intel. Yeah. I think he went out of obligation too. Degrom didn't go. I'm sure the Yankees wanted him to go to you know rep them a little bit. Well, you're one of the faces of the game. Yeah, you know there aren't many of them. I mean, Stephen A. Smith, what a fucking idiot that guy is. <laughs> oh what my an god, idiot, dude. What an idiot. What an idiot. Yeah, but like Cole is one of the faces of the game, up there with, um, you know, I think the face of the game right now would probably be. It'd probably be Otani, just like based on the the press that's gone on the past like couple of weeks, and Tatis, and probably Vlad Jr. is emerging as one of them. Glasnow has the ability to emerge as one of them, um, but like Cole's up there in terms of like marketable faces who still have like a number of years to go. So you want to get him out there. Um, I wonder what like the PJ situation was like. Did all the Yankees fly on a private jet together? If if you're the Yankees, you've got to offer up a jet, right? Oh, you have to. Yeah, I'm, you sure can't. They, I'm sure the three of them went together right from Houston. Yeah. So, but my hope is that they would be given free private transportation where they're not. Not that I don't think anyone really flies to the All Star Game commercial. I no, don't know. No way. Not anymore. They probably used to. Probably just catch like Jeff Conine at baggage, baggage claim. <laughs> at baggage claim. No, yeah, but All Star game's over. It it was okay. It, yeah, it was cool. Judge Judge scored the first run of the game. It's funny that the Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> the headline on Yankees.com was Judge scores first run of All Star game, and there was nothing about the COVID stuff for like thirty six hours. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is the biggest story that he scored the first run yeah. in the All Star game. That's him. Get chips and a coke with him. They'll spit in your mouth. <laughs> Are we going to win any of these Philly games? Yeah, I think we'll probably split them. Okay. I hope so. I think they're going to lose both. I have no confidence after getting our asses kicked at Citizens Bank Park. No, I think splitting them is – I think winning them both is too ambitious. But splitting them puts us in like a real good position to just get kicked in the face in Fenway. To just as a fan base, just really eat shit. Gun to my head, I'd say they win. I say no. Nah, I think they'll get swept. I was gonna say one in Fenway, but I just don't see. It. They're so terrible at, at Fenway, man. They're like non-competitive there. So you have them before we talk next um, Monday, going one and six on the week. 
Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you one Philly game and then yeah, I don't I don't think they'll win any in Boston. I don't. I think we can go 500 for the week. Wow, you think we're going to split in Fenway? You yeah, think we're going to win two of those games? Cuz it's just enough to really fuck us. Yeah. <laughs> Like, does it that feel like what's going on? It feels yeah. like getting and losing four wouldn't be as embarrassing as standing pat at the deadline. Yeah, no, you're right. It's like the Eli thing. Like, it'd be probably be better long term to get swept and get embarrassed. But yeah, they'll, they'll hang around, hang around. Oh, it'd be so terrible if they try and buy. They give up whatever prospects we have left for for a slapdick rental or something. That would be so brutal. Joey Gallo. He's gonna solve all our problems. All of them. Oh, because he's going to vaccinate. He's going to hold down Judge. They didn't have enough people to hold him down to fucking vaccinate him. And who knows when, if he'll even be back for that race series. If he's was symptomatic, I'm sure it'll be more than, than the minimum 10 I mean, days. you hope not. You hope not. Like, yeah, that's the biggest thing. Like, we make a lot of jokes. Like, we hope he's healthy and everything. Like, we wish he made different decisions. Um, how long after you have COVID before you can um, get vaccinated? I think it's 90 days. But if so, he didn't get it now, he's not going to change his mind. Well, you never know. There are a lot of people. You hear these stories about people who end up in the hospital with them. They just start calling all their other anti-vax friends. Like, get this. Like, this is real. Okay. Um, that's, uh, I've seen a couple stories about that. So, yeah. So, if it's 90 days. So, if, let's say for the end of the month, he tests negative. We've got August, September, October. He can't get vaccinated. And then it's like. Five more weeks. All right. So by spring training, he has the opportunity to come back vaxxed. He, he does. And while we're on the topic of vaccinations, I got to say, the fact that the Yankees got the J&J shot that's apparently only 65% effective because it was more convenient and they could only do it in one day, that is so symbolic of the way they've operated recently with trying to skate by. Is that just without- the Yankees or was that a league thing? I don't know, so I guess I can't speak to that, but it certainly seems like they were just trying to skate by and get cute, like they do with the luxury tax, like they do with everything else, and it backfired. So I think it might be a league thing that they were trying to do. I think in sports in general, they were trying to do as many Johnson & Johnson because it's one shot because they're just trying to get back to making money. So it is, like you said, similar to luxury taxing. I don't think it's just the Yankees. I I think it is overall. Um, But it is kind of funny to look at because, like, yo, you were a vaccination site. They were just there. The guys yeah. could just walked in and pop their some Pfizer in their arm. Do it yourself. Do it. The, inject yourself like when Conseco was on the team. <laughs> would have been would have been real convenient. And people were like, oh, but it would have been hard to coordinate the travel to get two shots in the three week period. Give me a fucking break. You're the Yankees. You can figure it out, man. They got private jets, all the money in the world, all the doctors in the world. That was such a bullshit excuse. I don't understand what they'd have to coordinate well people are like well they might not be in new york three weeks from when they're get the they first have a doctor they have their own doctors that travel everywhere with them i know that's that's like the mri thing like you don't have to wait and go through insurance <laughs> they get everything is at their fingertips they're the new york yankees should we do the should we do Dan's segment here? Yeah, so we're gonna do a new thing. So Dan's been our intern. He's been doing a good job uh, getting some clips out for us and tweeting and things like that. Um, but you know, now we want to see. We're we're just gonna call it the Dan segment. Nick and I don't know what's about to happen, um, but we're here for it. What's up, Dan? 
right. So first off, I just want to give a shout out to Darren O'Day. Uh, he's from Jacksonville, apparently. So that's cool. But um, I don't know if y'all saw, but they said that he's done for the season, likely. I did not see yeah. that. Yeah. Just, ham, so hamstring. What uh, What does but, that mean? Wait, what? what is hamstring for the season? Is it shredded? Yeah. Like he tore it? He's so they said he was warming shit. up. They said he was warming up and just like fell to the ground. Oh, that yeah. puts Brett Gardner back like in the leadership position to be the last Yankee, the last person to play for the Yankees that was older than me. But Darren O'Day definitely figured it out because uh, he pitched 10.2 innings this year and was earning $2.45 million. So that was $240,196 an inning. So shout out Darren O'Day for that. And he balked in a run. Fucking loser. <laughs> that might be the end of his oh. career. Oh, for sure. I think. I don't know. He throws weird. He could still get another contract. Dude, he throws like an eighty-four mile an hour fastball, though. Like, I don't know how he gets by with that. But he throws <laughs> it in a silly delivery. way. Yeah. Two hundred forty thousand right, in inning. Yeah. Fuck yeah. him. Got it figured out. So what I have prepared for y'all is I have a trivia question, but it's not. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to name you the opening day lineup from a uh, past Yankees team, and I want you all to guess the year. Okay. Okay. All right. So here we go. The lineup is Bill Rizzuto at shortstop, Ami Hendrick at first base, Hank Bauer at right field, Joe DiMaggio at center field, Yogi Berra catcher, Billy Johnson third base, Johnny Lindell left field, Jerry Coleman second base, and Allie Reynolds was a starting pitcher. Is that the 51 Yankees? I'll guess 1948. Uh, uh, it's 1950. Damn. Oh, yeah. 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 I honestly just, I had no idea. I just said it really confidently so that if I was right, I was going to, I was going to sell that just like, yeah, no, I knew that obviously. I yeah, knew so DiMaggio's that, uh, last year was 51. So I knew it had to be. Like either late forties because Yogi was in it. Either late forties or yeah, fifty fifty one. And then when I didn't hear Mantle, I knew that it was before fifty one because Mantle's first year was fifty one. Him and Joe D overlapped for one year, and Dimaggio was a total asshole to him. <laughs> was Mantle the, on the opening day roster as a rookie? Fifty one. I, be- I believe he was. Oh, okay. So there we go. Context clues. Yeah. That was a good trivia actually- question. Yeah, they they played the Red Sox and they were losing nine zero or nine zero after five innings and they ended up winning fifteen ten. That's nothing the uh, twenty twenty one Yankees could do. <laughs> there we go. Solid. All right, solid fun. debut on the trivia. That was a good like that. trivia question. It was fun, but it was also kind of a good question without being too silly. You know, you really got to thread the needle there. Yeah. Listen, Listen I hate. You're hard to stone. I don't like to get political here, but Joe DiMaggio is kind of a cuck, huh? Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's not talked enough about. Like, well, Sinatra cucked him, right? I mean, I think Kennedy cucked him. I think like everyone, and then he just sent Marilyn Monroe flowers like three times a week to her grave every like every week until he died. Yeah, it's not a great look. Yeah, apparently Marilyn Monroe really fucked him up too. Um, yeah, like mentally. Yeah, she's a dick wrecker. So obviously. <laughs> 
<laughs> but no, he was a real, real asshole to Mantle. From I've read a couple of books um, about the older Yankees. Apparently, he treated him like shit. Wouldn't talk to him. Didn't help mentor him at all. In the movie sixty one, they talked about they yes. like. There's a little bit of that. Like he comes back, and people are like, "Hey, how come you want to talk to him?" He was like, "He was a jerk off to me." Right, and Paul O'Neill even has kind of hinted at it. Uh, on the broadcast, like when DiMaggio would come back for Old Timers Day, everybody was on pins and needles and everyone was afraid of pissing him off or screwing up. Like apparently just kind of made people feel uncomfortable. Not enough people are tipping old guys over. You just got to fucking tip them over. <laughs> Some old man gets mad with me. I'll break your hip. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about here? No, it's. um, Yeah, I mean, I did just see his like 56 game streak like the anniversary of it just ending was over the weekend yes and when is did they do old timers day yet did i miss i don't it? think they're doing old timers day it's just not happening this year unless okay. i think it's normally in august i feel like it i've i've went once it was in june i feel like it could be any time in the summer yeah i don't see them i mean you're gonna trot out all those geezers i mean it'd be the only thing they'll sell tickets eventually maybe they're waiting they'll do it the first sunday of uh, the nfl season <laughs> oh wait one more thing speaking of old timers day did you know reggie jackson is now now works for the astros yeah what so the fuck man what a traitor Ah, harris i saw a couple of months ago that he had signed like a deal with them to be like an advisor and you know what if maybe like who knows what happened there maybe we didn't make him an offer Maybe, you know, I don't know what we pay these, like, advisor or old guys. Like, where we throwing them 100 grand a year? Like, how, you know, how much are you going to give these guys to not really do anything? To, to come down and wear some pajamas and play dress up for spring training for, you know, two weeks and then pop into the Kettle One Lounge and, and <laughs> sign a couple pictures. Um, and so, like, maybe Houston, like, you know, made him, you know, made him a good offer, a couple hundred grand, whatever it is. Wearing the Altuve jersey, though. Uh, what are we doing here, Reg? At an Astros-Yankee game. Come yeah. on, man. Come on. Be like, a little more subtle about it, at least. Like, Altuve's a noted asshole. But I guess so is Reggie, though. Yeah, no, you're right. You know, Reggie, kind of a jerk-off. Been in the organization for what the forty years, and you're going to jump ship now? I, I just I don't understand it. Over, uh, dude, the dude's got probably more money than he'll ever need. I, I just I thought that was a really weak move, and to do it at a Yankees Astros game, at a Yankees Astros game that we got walked off when Altuve hit the walk off homer, when he's wearing the Altuve jersey, I'm I'm done with Reggie. But like, here's the you know Reggie made nine point one million dollars in his playing career. That's crazy low money. Yeah, it's hilarious. Well, he broke the record when he signed with us, and I think it was he made it was like five hundred grand a year he got. It wasn't yeah, even five twenty five. Yeah, yeah. Um, two hundred. His salary was only two hundred k, but his it what? was bonus. He got bonus uh, every year. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, my uncle was at the World Series game that he hit the the three homers. So it was my dad. The tribute. It's probably um, pretty fun. Yeah, it was probably pretty sick being in the World Series. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd be probably pretty fucking tight. <laughs> Sounds chill. I, I love inside jokes. I'd love to be a part of one sometime. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's just, you know, if you think about it, here's the thing. No one's taking Reggie's home runs away. No one's taking the World Series away. And, uh, you know, he's 75. He's going to die soon. So, like, 
who cares? Like, oh, maybe you don't like him for the next, you know, five years while he does this, and then he dies, and then he's still, you know, we'll still have a moment of silence and talk about how great he was. Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, he obviously doesn't give a shit what I think. That's very much a moot point, but yeah, still disappointing. You should tweet at him and see. Yeah, hey, right. Listen to the show. <laughs> yeah, no, that that was kind of shitty to see. Yeah, um, seeing that sucked. The Stephen A. Smith Otani thing, like that's like that's not cool. Um, no, no. no. And and really surprising from Stephen A., who's been very outspoken, you know, on the other side of things, you know, in, in sports. Yeah. It's very weird coming from him. Yeah, it was just a weird thing. I mean, I've said like I don't think right now it would be possible to be like a captain of the Yankees and not speak English. Well, that's true. Yeah, but I think I mean, being the face of baseball, you're just out there putting up numbers. That's all that matters. Yeah, and he's hitting 500 foot homers and pitching. I don't think anybody really cares what what language he speaks. Yeah, yeah, I don't give a shit because guess what? I'm not even up watching those games because it's on the West Coast. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that. I mean, that's all we got. You really think we're gonna win one game this week? I think we're gonna win one game this week. I think they're. What would that make it? One and one and five. Yeah. Yeah. The Fenway, I mean, Fenway really gives me the scaries. Like, Friday nights at Fenway, Sunday nights at Fenway. I just feel like they never win those Can't games. we just play at, like, 1 o'clock on a Sunday against the please, Red Sox? It's please. like, come on, this isn't going to be fun, and now i got to wait around all day. <laughs> it's torture. It, it makes the Sunday scaries way worse, too. It, it really does. The, the su- I mean, the Sunday nights at home aren't as bad, but just seeing Fenway on a Sunday night in the dark, it just it freaks me out. Yeah. The, uh, the Sunday game's at 110. Oh, nice. Thank God. When's the Saturday? Is the Saturday game? Saturday's a four o'clock. Or- okay. Can work with that. Do I want to work with that? Do, are we having the hot girl summer? Do I even want to watch? What are you doing on Saturday? I don't have any plans. Jamie works. Ah. How, what, she work at night? Uh, the Saturdays, nah. She goes in early. It's like, I don't know, seven to four or something like that. I was going to say, maybe you guys come over to the pool. I can throw the audio on. Ah. Hot girl summer. Yeah. Hot girl evening. We could talk about it. Nick, where can the people follow you? At N Kirby NYY. Where can they follow you, Dan? Juicy99. Wait till one week he's gonna change it. It's gonna be like Radio Dan99. <laughs> follow Probably me not. at JJ from the Bronx. You could follow the show at George's Box Pod. Leave a review. Give us five stars. Say we're funny. Ha ha ha. Listen, we won two out of three games. I'm not about to suck anyone off over that, you know? I don't think a parade's coming, but when there is one, (laughs) we'll be there. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.